you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family... Look for delicious Kroger brand products because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. The Around the NFL podcast comes up with new bits faster than Greg can kill them. From the Chris Wessling podcast studio, it's Around the NFL. I'm Dan Hansis. Got some heroes here. Greg Rosenthal, Mark Sessler. Apologies, I missed Monday's show. I haven't killed a bit in a while, by the way. Are we allowed to say where you were? Yeah, well, you know, I missed the show like Tom Brady. Um, (laughs) I had a uh, personal matter, Mm -hmm. and uh, I needed to step away in August to tend to some issues, but I'll be back, and I am back. That personal matter uh, was taking my two children with my wife, uh, to Legoland, two nights, two days. It's a lot. Um, it's a dense voyage. I've been there. Two it's days. A lot. Is, it's yeah. It's uh, there's a, literally a song in the Lego universe called "This Song's Gonna Get Stuck Inside Your Head" <laughs> that plays on loop. There, it's a lot. Uh, Tuesday morning, uh, we were at the breakfast buffet in um, one of the hotels on the grounds. Uh, Emily comes up to me and says, I think there's a famous guy around the corner. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. And uh, she's like, I thought at first he was a guy, he looks like a Southern boy. I thought maybe I went to college with him, but now I think he might be famous. And I, I turned the corner and uh, there he is. And I think this is a safe space. I don't feel like I'm blowing up his spot because by the time people listen to this, there's no way that – um, you could do more than two days in Legoland. He's gone. Unless you were actually trapped there. Um, Drew Brees was there with his wife and what appeared to be his young son. And I have to say, I respected uh, Drew Brees for being in this mess hall, chowing down on room temperature sausage and <laughs> scrambled, e- scrambled eggs that had been battered by the heat lamp over uh, over hours. Just real like every guy stuff. So... We made awkward eye contact at one point uh, mm. to just two NFL giants, uh, you know, by happenstance thrown together. Um, and it was a special moment. I would ask, like, number one, if people were, you know, noticing him and 
approaching him, but were they noticing you and approaching you? I didn't. No, I didn't get it. There were no sightings, no spottings of ATN <laughs> from ATN fans. Um, although um, I did, it did get me ruminating on fame and true fame when I saw Breeze because Drew Breeze is Drew Breeze, and one thing that jumps out to you about Breeze is he does not look like superhuman like so many pro athletes. He looks like a regular dude, but it's he's under also six feet. Yeah, he's also one of the most recognizable professional athletes in this country over the last twenty years. Save to your wife who thought it was a college boyfriend. Yeah. 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 Well, I don't think a boyfriend. And I wouldn't again, like when you that's talk where, about my that's wife. That's where I go with it, but when you talk about my wife, you know, <laughs> let's let's take it easy. So with the uh insinuation immediately goes there. I I, I thought that was where my my memory was of the distasteful. Comment. It's distasteful. That's my wife. Oh, but a man she knew in college then. But that, that's uh, even more uh, vague and bizarre. But anyway, uh, yeah, I imagine. I hope he wasn't bombarded by people looking for autographs, selfies, coming up to him constantly. But I don't know how it doesn't happen. It's crazy. Did, did you make um, while you were there? Because you know they have the 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 little huts where you can bring the children in for a little downtime where they can play with the Legos. Did you make anything? Did you sit down with them and make anything out of Legos yourself? And if I, so, what? I never touched a Lego. No. I can't even imagine what is on those Legos. And the children were sanitizing the hands at a furious level. <laughs> put it that way. That's a logical argument yeah. to, uh, to stay away. Um, but I'm happy to be back. And um, thank you to Patrick Claibon for sitting in. Today's show, uh, we are going to... Listen, it's not March Madness, Greggy. It's September Madness. Well, it's, it's technically August, right? But it's going to be September Madness <laughs> because we have uh, a, we're going to break down all of the week one games. There's 16 of them, 16 games, 32 teams, zero teams on by. And we're going to do it bracket style, March Madness style uh, to figure out what is the best game of week one. And yes, is it probably the Thursday night opener between the Rams and Bills? I can imagine that, but our job is to not be so basic about it and really drill down down onto what game is going to be. What what is the game that gets you? Well, juiced? it's the one we're most excited for, right? right? What and gets I, you juice? It's like week one's the best week of the season to me. All the teams are as like unknown as possible. We've had this whole off season to get ready. Now we've got about three, four weeks to literally get ready just for these matchups. I mean, just you putting it out there that Bills Rams, like we got to figure out if that's not number. One. I mean, I'm not going to vote for it now. I mean, I'm, I'm bringing that thing down. Well, so the Watch way this out. works, like there could be a <laughs> yeah, Cinderella well, that goes sure. and meets Bills Rams. Absolutely. In the, that's in what the I mean. And finals. Greg always looking to consume power, gain it. Sure. That's uh, not influence. true. There's three of external us. power. So if Greg, if Greg says I want to take out the Rams and Bills out of the bracket just because I want to be different, I'm a big no. man. There's still two other voters here. Absolutely, and majority rules. <laughs> Absolutely, but you say it's going to be the game we're most excited for. And is that the best <laughs> game? Is that maybe the most meaningful game? It, it it's you know it is, Here's although my it's intercovered. I I, yeah. I don't think that would be my number one game I'm most excited for. So that would be just being honest. Well, here's my concern. They're both good. Yeah. Here's my concern that and I this, again this exercise is not to tell everyone that. Rams Bills is the best game. So I would love for some, you know, juice to be involved. But if it gets bounced out early, I'm concerned because Greg is already saying he wants to be an agent of chaos and Mark and the Rams well documented their relationship. Maybe the Rams aren't going to make it to number one. So maybe hang around and see what is the I best mean, game. I mean, it's like the one. most 
most beautiful girl in school. She doesn't need to be the prom queen. We're going to that game. That's enough. Like the game is going to be amazing. But I don't Maybe think it doesn't. They now don't Greg need is it. controlling this, the prom. Exactly. You're filtering it through your mindset. We're we're trying sure, to that's be kind the idea. to, to our that's audience. The what's the best game? That's the idea. Maybe I'm annoyed with Greg. Game. Are you? <laughs> Because I am I, right I'm now. not because I think it sets up the, the segment to be spicier yeah. than, than, than just going good. chalk. Spice is good. All right. Yeah, we don't want to go chalk. Um, but before that, let's do some news. Really accentuates the butt cheeks. Ah, yes. Dan Talica, a.k.a. Dan Campbell, head coach of the Detroit Lions from episode two of Hard Knocks. And, and if, if you love Hard Knocks or if you love this show, if you love both. You got to check out the Hard Knocks podcast with me and Colleen Wolf. Episode two dropped last night. We talk about Dan Campbell, of course, but it wasn't all Campbell in episode two, Mark. There was a lot of your boy, Blauhard, stand up. <laughs> but it was a little bittersweet. Fudge. What was that, Dave? Fudge. Uh, yeah, mm. there was a little bit of bittersweetness to it all because uh, it didn't end in a storybook way in episode two. That is the nature of David Blau. There's a reason he's often forgotten by the public for months at a time because he's, you know, nestled deep on the roster. But I think we learn more about the person and there is a, a sense of tragedy to his on-field career potentially. But the person himself, um, I thought, did a nice job on Hard Knocks. I love this coaching staff. I, and, you know, we'll, we'll just save it for your guys' comments, uh, you and Colleen. I mean, you, the show is great. Speak up. Um, I, I just – I find this to be my favorite. I've had issues with Hard Knocks when it follows – just typical beats and like you get into episode two and three and it's the same old business. Um, I feel completely different about this mm. one. The energy of this team. And I even think with Dan Campbell, who I understand he's a bit of a soundbite machine and people latch onto that. Last night, because they went into areas where the team was struggling here and there, I thought Dan Campbell, the teacher, Dan Campbell, the true motivator, the leader in good times and bad came out. And I, I, I think there's probably coaches around the league that think, look, that's great. He can be a rah-rah guy. Let's see if he can hang with Kyle Shanahan and Sean McVay. We'll find out. But I do think that he's changed the Detroit Lions tangibly from everything we thought about them the entire time we've done this show. Well, they're the ultimate, like, fall in love with the Hard Knocks team and then root for him and maybe overrate them. But I don't care. I, I'm in. I mean, uh, I, I'm. I just hope that's not what we rem- remember about Blau. We'll always have the Thanksgiving game, but that was a big I mean, that moment. That wasn't perfect either for Blau. Uh, that wasn't perfect, but at <laughs> least it was perfect. Perfect something. like quarter and a half. I, yeah. I just, I, I just hope he doesn't. I hope he makes the team. I mean, I hope you know both him and Tim Boyle uh, make the team because when Tim Boyle yelled, yelled out "Dimer, effing Dimer" with like no <laughs> other teammates around him after he threw his touchdown pass, I just uh, Tim Boyle is I a feel that though is a truly bizarre yeah. quarterback. If you watched his games last year, and I and I, I I'm not saying I would want him as my quarterback, but he's he's very compelling. I was saying before the show when we were talking a little bit about Boyle, like it's a great combination <laughs> when you have a quarterback who's not good but also nuts. Like, <laughs> but that, also has like a, a howitzer that they're just and just is totally unpredictable that they're they're clearly intrigued by. They've been trying to give him this job, but I don't know if he's totally unpredictable take. arm is what you're aiming for at this at level of the sport. And a reminder to the UK fans listening to this show, Hard Knocks drops for you guys in international territory on Friday. So watch it and then check out the podcast with Connie and I. Or that's check how, out that's how long it takes to send the tapes across the city by boat. It is. In some levels, it's still 1981. Uh, let's get into it. Let's start with the Chargers who get a deal done with Derwin James. Four years, $76.4 million extension. 
$42 million guaranteed. He's the highest paid safety in league history. Don't tell Jamal Adams. The, it's like an uh, information campaign now in Seattle, just shutting out everything from the outside. <laughs> I like, think Jamal should be fine God. with North Korea. Yeah. He's been uh, taken care of financially. Sure. I mean, sure. I'm sure he's fine. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, Derwin James, fantastic. Uh, when healthy, hasn't always been the case. But obviously, the 26-year-old is someone that the Chargers, uh, Mark, believe in very much to be a mainstay in the back of their defense. Well, it starts with Brandon Staley, who's you know spent the last two off-seasons reconstructing this defense. And sometimes regime changes change what you feel about the player. He could not be more all-in. He called him the signal caller and the heartbeat of the defense. He said he also does not look at Derwin as a safety, which I think, uh, but as an impact player, I think that was probably great for the Derwin James Holden camp and the agent when you're like, you're not going to just get paid as a safety. You're going to get paid as the most expensive safety because you're way more than just one positional type of player. And I would look at this Chargers defense on top of who they added in uh, in free agency, J.C. Jackson. Uh, you, you know, you've got Joey Bosa, Khalil Mack. I, I think that Brandon Saley, with a healthy Derwin James, is set up to do what he wants. And if you're Tom Telesco, these, these are your first round picks over the last five years. Justin Herbert, Joey Bosa, Derwin James, Rashawn Slater, and Mike Williams. Yum. Tom Telesco needs to win playoff games, but there's no question that, that he's found a way to build a team. Well, that's four, because I think Herbert's going to get there. Four first-team All-Pros right there. Like, Slater's going to get there. James is there. I mean, you can't. Bosa's there. That I'm is, not putting Mike Williams there, but that's also a good pick. That's brilliant work by your front office. Derwin. in town like that. And Derwin James is a perfect match. Uh, match of coach and scheme. I think when he says like he's not just a safety, it's like last year they needed him to play coverage more. They needed him to be a cornerback more because of what their team looked like. He helped Nasir Adderley really improve as the safety next to him. They can kind of fit him in to whatever they need, not just in a given week, and they, they really use him in a million different ways depending on the game plan, but in a given season. And that, that's, like, so valuable that if there's injuries here, he can cover you there. Uh, we know what he's like as a pass rusher, as a playmaker, as a coverage guy. There just really aren't many guys like him. And it was great to see last year that he could stay healthy for the whole season. I think there's hope now, even another year removed from all those surgeries, that he'll be even more explosive. You wonder where uh, Raiders at Chargers week one, where the uh, September Madness Selection Committee comes down on that one. We'll Not low. A bit later. We'll find out. We'll find I, out. It's getting buried a little bit. I noticed that at four twenty-five. I know it's four twenty-five, but you know it's opposite Packers, Vikings, Chiefs, Cardinals. Like it's not getting the too uh, bad, national uh, spot. Too bad, Greg. It's not four twenty, right? Hey, <laughs> four twenty, bro. Greg knows about four. That was that was my favorite uh, <laughs> Damashek bit. That he just ran News into room the ground. Classic, yeah. Uh, just no matter what it was during Damashek's, you know, seven years, I think we were with him at the company or, or more. If it was four twenty and he was in NFL media building, he <laughs> yelled out, "You could be like rooms away, and you just hear from far away." Four twenty, bro. Ow! There were, I think, I think, because we had so many, we had so many like uh, executives over the years couched in those newsrooms that their response to that uh, was variable. Right, it was right. hilarious that he would do that. One boss in the corner who would crush a coffee mug in his hand <laughs> when he heard Damashek's voice. Uh, all right, love Shek. In other news, the Jets did not have any bad surprises when Zach Wilson had his knee surgery. Uh, turns out it was a cleanup. 
uh, of the meniscus and uh, it's a bone bruise and the two to four week time frame for the second year quarterback appears to hold. So he's very questionable for week one. I would not anticipate seeing Zach Wilson in week one, uh, but you never know. Um, obviously I wasn't on the show on Monday. Uh, my, my thoughts are, um, I think all Jets fans really need to be aware that this, this might not work out. Um, I'm, I'm trying to be very – I've always tried to be optimistic about Wilson, but since the day has been drafted after I put it, went all in on Sam Darnold, um, I try to keep Wilson at a little bit more of a distance. Uh, this is now his second knee injury in two years. He had some um, health issues at BYU, staying healthy. He's not a big guy, even though he has bulked up. And I just – I'm prepared for whatever happens with Zach Wilson, and I would not be surprised – if Joe Flacco plays more than many Jets fans anticipate hmm. this season. So that's kind of like the headspace I'm in. I'm hopeful he's going to get healthy, stay healthy, be better on a better team. But this to me is just another little red flag as someone who's been through this a million times. Um, his inability to stay healthy for a guy that needs the reps, the guy, a guy that needs to show big improvement. I'm happy we dodged the bullet because it would have been a huge organizational setback if he blew out his knee because they would have been in a really bad situation where they would have had to get through this year and then give Wilson a chance next year. And then if he didn't do well next year, you know what happens next and you're starting over. Now they still looks like they'll be able to evaluate him. But I think he's going to be on a short leash with this organization. I just Mm. feel that. Hmm. I think that expectation setting is similar to the expectation setting that they, the Jets are putting out through the media about whether he'll play week one or not. Because even though there was that two to four week time frame, basically anyone who had a source inside the Jets was like, don't expect him week one. And great if he surprises and he gets ready early, but they're going to want to be careful. I think they were careful about his injury last year during uh, the season when he sat back down and made sure he was really ready. And he did come back a little fresher, a little better. He needed those reps. You know, the the six reps he had to me were as concerning as the, the injury that he had. But maybe he'll be back for uh, what used to be the big uh, bowl on this podcast, Jets-Browns. Now I guess it's losing like a little bit of uh, spice since the Sizzler ju- jumped off. A little more depressing. A little bit significant amount of spice. You know, the Who idea. Knows? We'll, we'll see where this thing a goes. A Joe Flacco versus Jake Brisket matchup <laughs> doesn't exactly <laughs> scream to me. Uh, it's a good you point. Know, on the bracket get, for week three or two or whatever. Our, our week one bracket, we mentioned this on our last episode. I'm not. I For you as a Jets fan, this isn't what you wanted, but you do get Joe Flacco versus Lamar Jackson. A little bit of an old Wild West well, I think revenge that's shooting. Yeah, we'll talk about that in the tournament and where right. that if that makes it a better game or a worse game. Hold that thought. Let's move on. In other news, Drew Locke. You know, Greg, I hope this wasn't something that led to a fist bump because that would not be a good luck. Good luck for you. Drew Locke tested positive for COVID-19. He'll miss the week two preseason game against the Bears for the Seahawks. So this was his big chance after Geno Smith uh, got the start in week one for Locke to say, remember me, keep me in mind. I should be the starter. Well, now Gino slides back in as the starter. He's going to, you would imagine, get more reps. And now Gino, Greggy, feels like he has a big lead in this battle. Yeah, I think it's over. I think it was probably over anyways, just based on the the first game that I think the mistake Locke made at the end of it, but they had had a plan that Locke's going to start the second game and he, 
you know, took first team reps in practice Tuesday before they realized he had tested positive. So that was the first time all offseason. But even then in the press conference right after practice, before they knew he had Corona, Pete Carroll, who answers every question as if he's like a big Geno Smith fan and wants to tamp down Drew Locke hype, uh, said, well, don't make no mistake. Geno is still our number one, but we're going to give Locke uh, this one chance. I don't think there was much doubt in my mind. Uh, but any doubt is gone now. I don't even think Locke, Locke won't wind up starting any preseason games now because I think they'll want Gino to do the third one. I'll reference the title of an absurd um, book looking at the JFK assassination, a look back that basically just painted Oswald as the lone gunman without any other <laughs> nuance or research. Case closed. Gino's starting week one. The, wait, the entire book had no nuance or research? Zero. <laughs> If you open it, the pages are empty. This is a very salty topic between Mark and I because clearly Oswald acted alone and people just want more answers because they don't want to – people don't want to accept the reality that one man, no matter how small he is in society, if he wanted to take down the most powerful man in the world – he could. That's scary. That's frightening. Just happened in, in Japan. Not the most powerful man in the world, but the former prime minister. 11-22-63. I understand it, Mark. Conspiracy people, it's it's fertile ground. Well, hold on. By but the at way, at some point, the it's majority time to just move on. The majority and of the country disagrees with you. That doesn't matter because people don't want to face the, reality. Have, have the last five to ten years and and kind of um, no one accepting obvious answers for many things in our in our society. Greg, do it. Your Gre- mind. Do it. Do even a particle of research, and I'll discuss the topic with you. <laughs> I told you it's a spicy topic between me and the Sessler. And Greg tried to wade in, <laughs> and he just got electroshocked. Well, he did like who I was connecting him to there. Just well, like it's a, not connected. It, you know, a lot of a lot of conspiracy theorists out it's there. It's not a, it's not connected and you're you're doing an ill job with that. Move Those on. conspiracy theorists like kind of ruined it for the other conspiracy theorists people. I feel like you're you're like a good conspiracy theorist person. You don't deserve to be grouped in with that other group, Mark. I, I, I Thank you. And I don't also don't group myself in with with that other group. <laughs> thanks really thanks for the confirmation Whoa. though. <laughs> I don't know what happened to my voice there. <laughs> All right. Carl Nassib is back with the Bucks, 29 years old. The NFL's only openly gay player. He was released by the Raiders uh, in a salary cap move back in March. But here he is, back with the Bucks. Um, he spent two seasons there, uh, reunited with Todd Bowles. Uh, Greg, a nice addition here for Tampa, um, a guy that maybe was overpaid by the Raiders but was not uh, ineffective. No, I think he played pretty well with the Raiders as like a role player. And I think it's just nice. It's good to see him back in the NFL. I think it would have been a disappointing end. And there's no guarantee he makes the team, but it would have been a disappointing end that, you know, the NFL's first openly gay player and he loses his job the next season and he doesn't come back because I just didn't think that there was anything going on beyond the scenes. And there's a lot of players out there right now that don't have jobs that I'm surprised about. Trey Flowers is one. Like, J.C. Treader is a guy who's the NFLPA head where no one's brought up the, the B word, blackball, but it's like, uh, this guy just played 72 straight games or whatever it is as a pretty good center in the league and no owner is giving him a job. It, it seems a little... Um, sketchy. So, and there are two teams with center issues. Right, and so I, I, I was happy to see NASA back and in, perhaps in more. the league. And I think he's gonna be uh I think he's gonna be valuable to them. What they're very mean? thin. I'm just saying that the Bucks and Browns are but were both two shattered at teams, the pivot position. But there might be in the pivot other teams that aren't feeling so hot about it, but they're not being public about it. That's all I was saying. The at Vi- least two. The Vikings. 
The Vikings right. with Garrett Bradbury. I have no idea where you're going with I this. I don't think but... he's just saying. This I... is this is like when Schrager didn't realize that Bruce Willis uh, killed John Travolta in Pulp Fiction. Spoiler on GMFB. Today. I don't know if it's that on if it's if it's to that degree because you're being very vague. But um, I'm saying there are two teams we know of that easily. This like, probably JC more Treader. is what he's saying, well, which I, I think is true. Possible. The Vikings. That's another one. Right. Uh, and spoiler. Um, a lot of spoilers. Yeah, it's been a while. Although it kind of spoiled it because at some point I w- would watch Pulp Fiction again, and by now I've forgotten it. I actually didn't. I, I have no. Well, that's what happened. That. That's, that's what happened to Peter Schrager, I think. But I, I also <laughs> don't have a lot of sympathy for the concept of that. Not, it's not an anti-Peter no, Schrager thing. I don't we either. Need to, it, he's, he's wonderful. Make that clear. It, it's not. It's, I think a lot You're of just, people. It, uh, I think if you watched it in 1994 and have not watched it since, it would be easy for things to escape. Right. Memory. I think sure. at this point, though, Schrager and Marx relationship. I don't know if it's going to recover uh, at this No, it's point. great. I tweeted at him and he tweeted right well, back at me. Well, the elevator said, incident is something that we don't, you know. That was a positive, though. respect. Well. You're, you're attempting to frame it a certain way as you've been doing all show with a variety of topics, but that's this is just, you know, another one of those things. <laughs> but to your point, um, good that Nassim got a job because I did, I remember. Because he deserved to. He, like, well, if you look at his PFF grade sure. the last, last year, he played quite well. Yeah, I, back in March when he got released, I said on the show, I was like, yeah, keep an eye on this one because yep. now, if if he doesn't get signed, this it would not be good optics for the league. And, and I'm, I'm glad he's still in the league. And on on some level, even though you'd like to think it, it it's not a factor, it's not a total surprise that it's Todd Bowles and this Buck staff that's giving him the job, like mm-hmm. the, the the most kind of open and diverse uh, staff in NFL history, essentially. They're probably lucky that Cam Gill had a, f- a foot injury, too. That's sort of what opened the door for this. But you're, but you're right. Like they're, they they're know thin, and they're though. bringing they're, it back. They're thin there. They do not have a, a third rusher. Uh, in other news, oh, man, we talked about the Blauhard Nation. Um, Kim Diche Nation is in mourning today. The former first rounder, he was cut by the 49ers. Um uh, and is he going to sing a song? No, I'm not. The songs, I like to sing the songs during times of hope for Kim DJ when he's joining a new team. This makes me concerned because, you know, now uh, uh, several teams have said goodbye. He's not getting younger. I hope, I hope I sing about Kim DJ again, but we don't know. And finally in the news, speaking of players who had uh, wild pre-draft Stories. I want to bring this up because I watched it last night. The Manti Teo documentary on Netflix. It's called Untold. It's part of a series. The Girlfriend Who Didn't Exist. And if you were someone that works in football or is a football fan or just remembers the story, I cannot recommend this enough because it really does give you such a better understanding of everything behind it. Uh, both uh, the victim in this, and make no mistake, Manti Teo was very much a victim uh, in this catfishing scam. And the man, now woman, identifies as a transgender woman um, who catfished um, Teo during his final years at Notre Dame. And I think it's really sad. It's a really sad story. And we... We were covering the NFL for NFL media when all, all this went down. I remember. Um, I was at that combine where he spoke, and the it was combine, just like and it was a zoo, and you a, see a clips of that. Of I remember being in the second level at Radio City Music Hall, interviewing then Notre Dame coach Brian Kelly um, about the, the Teo when he got drafted finally by the Chargers. He fell out of the first round because of this scandal. He 
and then you learn more about him. He speaks on how it stuck with him after, as you would expect. And he, he said it affected him on the football field. It changed. It kind of changed the way he approached mm. life, the way he felt about things. His instincts weren't the same. And, you know, you could say, all right, but also maybe he wasn't a guy that was a, a good fit in the NFL. Maybe he wouldn't have lasted. And he did hang around uh, with the Chargers, then the Saints. He bounced around a little bit. He's currently out of the league. Uh, Eight-year eight career. Yeah, so which is, is nice. But it, the falling out of the first round cost him millions. And the fact that he probably didn't get to reach, I believe him, after um, watching this, that that had a, took a toll on him mentally and physically. So check it out. I, I can't, I can't uh, endorse it more if you're someone that wants to hear the human side of that story. I, I, I'm looking forward. Sounds strange because uh, it's, a, it's a strange story, but I am looking forward to watching that. I think if you weren't around for that time, it, to me it's like the definitive Deadspin era story. It was a different online culture at that moment and more more than anything. And, and maybe it was like kind of a sign of things to come. There's certainly stories that just take over the Internet now, too. But that was like one of the first unique stories, I think, that just to me was like Internet culture in a nutshell. I'll never forget being in our newsroom when that story launched. And suddenly, you know, loud newsroom it goes silent because everyone in there is starting to read it, and it took it's a long epic of a tale, sure. and they were quiet for a long time. And and Deadspin, we we hear from and see some of the principal people behind the the piece and, and the reporting that kind of exposed the lie. And I guess I should say, cause maybe some people don't know that Matt Diteo, who was a star linebacker, had um, a girlfriend on an online girlfriend that he had not met that he. Um, Fell, fell in love with and, and thought he was in a real relationship. It turned out not to be um, even a woman. And um, and it became a huge story because this woman, man at the time, had attempted to get out of it by saying that his girlfriend had died. Uh, so when his grandmother died the same day that he was told that his girlfriend died, he said that to the media and it became a huge story, but it turned out to be not true. So it was, uh, it was blown up. And uh, it was just a crazy story and interesting how society has changed because he was vilified by people, Teo, and a lot of the conversation was, oh, he must be gay. That was what everyone really? was asking wow. about Manti Teo after this instead of taking his word for it or giving him the benefit of the doubt. Really sad in some ways, uh, many ways, actually. All right, let's take a break. And when we come back, September Madness. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX anniversary sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. 
Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome back. March Madness, whatever. Not such a big deal. The one shining moment we care about is September. September football. September madness. Is there a word instead of madness that allows us to have that sizzle, the double M sizzle, an SS? September sizzle. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it was right there for you. I like it. September sizzle. You want to go? I don't know. Two two writers. I thought I was September. Ex- what if you flip and excitement. go like sensuous September? <laughs> mm, I like to have, September. Yeah, I like to have the month first. Okay. Um. All right. Let's workshop. September right. sex. Oh wait, no, that's, see, Greg, not, that's accurate. not accurate. You've gone in the wrong man. direction. <laughs> All right. This is what we're doing. We are excited for week one. How could you not be excited for week one? Like Greg said, like the reason why I love the draft, for instance, it's hope season. Everyone's feeling good about their team, and everybody. Until has, at like 4 o'clock Eastern. All right, calm down, all right, well, tortured Browns fan. Everyone is thrilled for the start of a new season. I can remember being a kid and getting up early, and, you know, my, I was like, Mom, I'm going to church early. You got I'm, I'm going to the 11 a.m. mass. I need to clear the decks for the start of another season. I, I woke up with a bounce in my step, and I still do on some level, even after all the years of misery for my own fandom. So there's hope for everyone. Yes, even Jets fans, even Browns fans. Well, let's not talk about the Browns, but we will talk about the Browns because we're going to go through each game in week one bracket style. And, yes, you can't – don't get mad at me. I am, don't shoot the messenger, the selection committee has ranked all 16 games, one through 16. You were the selection committee. This, again, we don't need to dive in. This is like the JFK assassination. This is not the time or place to try to figure things out. Don't investigate. How things happen. Yeah, there's no conspiracy here. This is Case what closed. it is. Case closed. <laughs> the, the selection committee has come in with a okay. one through 16. Let's start um, with the bracket. And if you're watching on YouTube, you can see this beautiful oh, bracket behind us. If ever us. there's a show to watch on YouTube, this is it. Soon we have Randy playing a Vanna White role, but that's coming up in a little yeah, bit. Yeah, Chavez Ravine is in studio for the first time. I'm excited about that. So let's start. And again, like we said at the top, the Buffalo Bills, who are everyone's Super Bowl darling pick this year, are traveling to SoFi Stadium to face the defending champion Rams on Thursday night in the kickoff game on September 8th. That's... Obviously, a big favorite to win this bracket, but we'll see. We'll start with the one seed. Of course, it's Buffalo at Los Angeles against the 16 seed. And again, I am not, I didn't 
choose these, but if you have any issues with the seedings, absolutely share that. That's a good way to get into conversation about these games as well. So it's Buffalo at Rams, number one, against Jacksonville at Washington, 16 <laughs> seed. Uh, and again, Jaguars fans, Commanders fans, I understand we're about to you know take command on a new season, but um, somebody had to be 16. And that, well, and you did what CBS is, is going to do, or, or Fox. I'm not really sure. They're going to get the seventh you know, broadcast team, but it does this seeding does get to sort of what are you looking for in week one? And as much as I'm not going to be like too hipstery and, and pick Jags Washington here, there is part of me that is more interested in seeing the Jaguars specifically play mm-hmm. a game of football in the year 2022, especially week one, than I am about the Rams and the Bills, just because I expect the Rams and the Bills to be there at the end of the year. And if they start out slow or something crazy happens where it's a one-sided game, Bills-Rams, I'm not going to read too much into that because I trust that these organizations are as consistent as any in the NFL and they'll get there in the end. Whereas Jags, like the Jags are all new. ETN's new. Trevor Lawrence in his second year. Like I am very intrigued to watch this Jaguars team and it almost – it almost makes me want to vote for them right off the bat to be a little uh, 16 versus 2 St. Mary's. I mean, you can if you want. Mount St. Mary's, <laughs> by the way, which is in West L.A. I just I don't know where it is, and yet I've probably driven by it every every time, Mount St. Mary's. And that said, the committee, I'm not sure who's on the committee, nailed the, the 16th seed here because it is very clearly that game, and I do find the Jaguars intriguing. Because yeah, they're of, frisky this year. Yeah, they, they yeah. went through like a traumatic experience last year. So how, do, how does Trevor Lawrence recover? What does it look like with Doug Peterson not being pissed off uh, and, you know, and operating with a new team, with a new chance there? Uh, Washington does not intrigue me as much. I feel like if they, if Washington were to lose this game, it begins a journey that could be very troubling uh, for a team that does not have a lot of juice and that I struggle to believe in. I, I don't find their playoff berth a couple years ago um, genuine, and I, I think what happened last year was much closer to reality. And I, you'd have to be an anarchist, Greg, for me to join you on voting I'm not, for I'm Jaguar. Not voting. Okay. I'm not voting because of Washington. But I, if I was, you'd make the argument, this might be as interesting as Washington is all year. Would you not if say it, that Bills-Rams is the best kickoff game we've had in a very long time? I'm searching for one that intrigued me more. I can't think of one it's off great. the top of my head. It's a great game. Good job it's by amazing. the schedule makers. Um, right. So let's move on. And uh, Chavez Ravine's going to update over here. Uh, He's playing the John King role on the Get ready. Uh, the Illust- tell us so so Ram, the Rams, Ram, Bills. The Rams, um, Bills move on out of that bracket. Let's now go to the 215. And this one, this I nice think job. has surprised some people. Um, we have Raiders at Chargers. A lot of talk about the AFC West and what a fun division that is. Well, right off the gate, we got Raiders, Chargers again here at SoFi. That's that's an accident. Not an accident. That's not That was not on purpose. That's not some L.A. Uh, bias. None of us are Los Angeles fans. Maybe Mark is now for the Bolts. But uh, they are the two seed here. Interesting. Uh, against the 15 seed, ducking the tomatoes, sensitive folks incoming, Giants at the number one seed in the AFC last year, the Titans. So Raiders at Chiefs versus Giants at Titans. Who's coming out of this matchup? Well, I definitely am more intrigued by the rematch of the Chargers-Raiders, which was maybe the game of the year in Week 18. But I do find it interesting. Uh, The committee feels very differently than the broadcast teams. Now, week one is is the only week, I believe, all season. Maybe there's some at the very end where there's two national games 
mm-hmm. in the late window. But there's only four games total. And these two games that are matching up here are the two ones that aren't national. Raiders-Chargers is getting buried with like a fourth team, and, and so is this Giants-Titans game. But I, I, as much as I'm curious to see what's happening with this Giants team specifically because they're such a mystery to me with their offense and Dable and Saquon's looking good and it's like five slot receivers, uh, it, this, is, this is not a, that intriguing a matchup. I, the, this is more intriguing Sorry, for me that, that the Giants have been in a long, long time, and so I, I, I want to watch this game. And I think it, I, I know this is a constant drumbeat, and I don't always buy Titans fans with their uh, a nonstop irritation with everything on how they're dealt with by the press. But hmm. this is disrespect for them to be the 15th seed. They were the number one seed in the AFC. I mean, in any other year, if that were the Ravens or the Steelers, they'd be on prime time instead of getting buried here against the tough, Giants. It's a tough one because all of these babies are beautiful. Mm-hmm. I, I, I hate to, I well, don't even want to say to be problematic adults. They do, but just they're coming out the womb a week one game. They're all beautiful to me. So I don't be, like talking negatively about it. Why don't we, why don't we build a separate bracket of all the number one seeds that have come out of uh, the conferences in the last 20 years and tell me how the Titans do in that. The 2021. Titans. I, I, I hear what you're saying. It's just that to, it's a strange place for them to be, but I would, I would rather watch I mean, Raiders. This, is your Josh first McDaniels and chance Chargers. to see fifth-round pick Kyle Phillips as their slot receiver? Oh, that doesn't get me going. Um, also, uh, a little for the Giants, the camp reports have not been great in recent days about the offense. So just when I was getting sucked in, like, oh, maybe they'll be frisky. And maybe they will be. But the defense is destroying the offense of late, and the Daniel Jones hype Articles have slowed down. Uh, do we? So we feel like the Raiders Chargers yeah, I think are coming the seating, out of here. The seating was correct. Right. It holds. Chalk Raiders holds Chargers. on that one. Let's move back to the other side of the bracket. Uh, Shabak is loving this. He's a Raiders fan. He loves seeing his team back in the spotlight. Maybe he's not a Raiders. fan. He's actually a Packers fan. Oh my Packers god! I fan. Blew nice it. job, Greg. All right. How about a little nine-eight action? This is always fun. This is the one in March that you want to check out. How about the Philadelphia Eagles at Detroit Lions squaring off against the Pittsburgh Steelers at Cincinnati Bengals? Ooh, this is a toughie. Again, majority rules. Mm. What are you thinking, Mark? Yeah, I, initially, I, I made my own rankings of, of the games, and sure. I never would have thought this would have been the case um, a couple years ago. Eagles at Lions, and, I, and I'm a victim of the moment with hard knocks I get with the Lions. I just want to see what they are in real life come week one. And I think the Eagles, if you go look what they did on that first drive, Jalen Hurts, six for six. They're announcing we're not just going to run the ball 500 times this year. We've got A.J. Brown. We've got weapons. They're going to be different. I think they're going to be a very intriguing team in that division, which they could flat out win. The Cowboys are in distress and maybe go deeper than that. And so I am going to go against what I would in the past. I've seen the Steelers to me. I want to see where they are by week four. Joe, Joe Burrow, I'm assuming he'll play, but he announced this that today that he had a ruptured uh, appendix. It wasn't just – it was just – Something flat was out. strange about that the whole time where he was gone right. for weeks and they wouldn't talk about it. But he is back at practice. He is. We'll see what happens there. But I mean, I, By the way, the play. Bengals last year – He'll play. He'll play, but the, the one thing I liked about the Bengals last year, and this is remember when, like around November, when I started to get real amped up on them, and they'd be up and down. It's no. because here's what they did to no, Pittsburgh a year you ago. Against them. Yes, I did on our television show. 
Yes, I did. Here they beat the Steelers 24 <laughs> 24 to 10 and 41 to 10 and they beat the Ravens 41 to 17 and 41 to 21. Ooh. So they basically I thought announced to everyone right. we can dominate Early our division. Early statement game here cuz if they right. don't, they don't they don't win this one then suddenly you're like okay these are not I feel like they're being overlooked and people are not they're not being treated like so? the AFC title team. And I'm they, with you. They really mm. aren't, but I'm going to go Eagles Lions. It pains me because Eagles Bengals is maybe the Super Bowl, the most realistic Super Bowl I want to see. So you so my two like two teams I'm just rooting for. Sure. Uh going up against each other and Eagles Lions was a terrible game last year. Remember how like, ooh the Lions, they're in every game. Nope, not against the Eagles. The Eagles wiped the floor with them a Rip. year ago. And so maybe the matchup um is problematic for their defense, but there's no way I'm going against Eagles. In, in, I want to see this Eagles team in week one, and I want to see this Lions team. I think it's cool that the game's in Detroit, too, so you get all this buildup to the game. Uh, you know, my vote is Pittsburgh at Cincinnati because I like AFC North slobber knockers. I want to see what's going on um, with Cincinnati, if they'll have a letdown. The, the quarterback situation, obviously, in Pittsburgh is so muddled still. I don't. I don't know. Uh, but I will go with that. But you guys both have Philadelphia and Detroit. So that is the choice. It's our first upset. Moving on. Moderate and 8-9. No, I mean, it's, it, but it is, it oh, is yeah. technically, technically an upset. Technically speaking. Absolutely. On the other side, how about a 10-7 showdown? You're doing great, Randy Chavez, by the way. Very professional. I apologize about the Raiders. Yeah, thing. that was bad. I mean, it All just right. is embarrassing. Speaking of the AFC North, speaking of Mark's uh, former favorite team, the Cleveland Browns are a 10 seed uh, against the Carolina Panthers. So uh, Baker Mayfield against his old team. That is spicy at 10 uh, and are up against the Patriots at Dolphins. I like this one. This is a tough one because uh, the Patriots, obviously there's there's intrigue around them every year. This year you're wondering what version of the Patriots are we going to get? How's the offense going to look with Josh McDaniels gone and everything, a new offense being installed there. Uh, Mac Jones, what does he do in year two? And, of course, Miami expectations are through the roof for the Dolphins after um, their big acquisitions in the offseason. So I think the Dolphins need to win this game. I think they need to make a statement in the AFC East out of the bat, right off the bat. But Baker v. Cleveland's pretty nice. It is, but I'd be fine watching kind of – that out of the on the side just to see moments with Baker and see what's happening because there's the whole something... mark on a Sunday thing is going to be strange here with the Browns. It's going to be Are troubling. Are you not going to be assigned Browns games? You're not no, going to take gonna them. We got well. We'll see. Let's see where there are things that Mark can control in terms of the message, and there are things that we'll His be heart. able to see just by uh, working with him on Sundays. Or you could go to the source. The, I, I, I have no interest well, in watching I'm not saying, them. As I'm a, saying, uh, and this isn't to impugn upon your integrity, Mark. I'm saying once the season starts and the Browns are playing, will you not be involved? Yeah, we'll see. We'll it see. has been an we'll off-season of transition in many ways, and, and the Browns have been have been the baby thrown out with the bathwater on, on many on many fronts. So I, I'm not interested. You're well, giving them baby status? Well, here, I, I'm not interested in the Cleveland here's Browns. Here's the thing. They're a dead team. They're the least right. interesting team in the NFL to me. And it's not just because, like, I'm rooting against them because of what this, the Deshaun Watson trade, and I am. Uh, they're boring. They're starting Jacoby Brissett. At some point this week, most likely, we'll learn how long Watson's gone for, and it's going to be long enough, I anticipate, to cripple their season. Mm. They're not interesting. And even though the Baker versus Browns thing is spicy, That's for delicious. sure, it is. I can see the Browns, to, and I'm, I'm projecting a lot here, but to me the Browns 
are a defensive team, it might not be an incredibly watchable game, even though Bake, I would expect a kind of a low-scoring, slug-it-out type of game with Jacoby Brissett throwing a lot of four-yard passes. This thing isn't close. I want to see McD and what whatever's going on in New England because that's McD. a mess. I, I do think from the from the, the Patriots, <laughs> it's Dolphins, an intriguing game. It is. They, it's, they, it's, they saw the they saw the setup here and they're like seven ten seed. Ooh, we got a good well, draw. We're here. in this we, world. We're in this they world. They tried right. to give Western Kentucky a ten seed because they won their conference. Everyone tournament. is saying this the is Patriots easy. are in chaos, right? <laughs> yes. The Patriots are lost. Bill Belichick has has finally been passed by. He's a defensive right. coach that the has no concept of how to media. run an offense. Yes, right. saying that. He's handed his offense over to Joe Judge and Matt Patricia. Matt Which Jones' his career. Well, all this stuff is right. what's happening right now. And he's going up against a totally different version of coach, Mike McDaniel, offensive boy genius. I kind of love the idea of New England coming in here and being like, right. not so fast. So this game is more intriguing We've gotten to me. this game, by the way, back-to-back years. Uh, and they, you know, they, they were close. Not, not, New not England a, does not do not well in Miami. electric. Uh, they have historically not perform well there. You're right. In South Beach, and it's going to be hot and humid. Anyway, if if Baker was going to Cleveland, that's different. That would have gotten my vote, but because it's not that way, the game will be in Charlotte. Yes, I'm with you. A nice AFC East showdown between two teams that are looking to take out the Bills. So mm. it will be New England and Miami that moves on, Greg. I'm sure you're pumped about that. Okay, so we're halfway through the first round. That's usually where um, you have a day off in the NCAA tournament. Well, let's take so a day we just... off. We'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> It's like you, yeah, cut, yeah, cut to the uh, post game show, and Charles Barkley is just like um, having strong opinions about a team he didn't watch, <laughs> he didn't watch at all. The whole season. all right, let's take a break, and we'll keep going. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower. 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX anniversary sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super comfortable, machine washable, and great looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. All right, we're back. Here's a uh, number four seed Denver at Seattle, number 13 Saints at Atlanta. And I, and I know 
Greg's going to be upset with the committee because well, the that's, Saints I, and Falcons. I see where the uh, committee does what the yeah. committee does here. He's trying. The committee is trying to set up problems. Committee's to the, add committee's spice. job is to create the the best possible tournament. That's no, you, all they're trying they, to do. what you tried to do because you are the committee was give the well, Saints uh, Falcons case closed the worst possible <laughs> matchup here, and it doesn't matter. I'm still going to vote Saints Falcons. I don't care. That is the game I want to see. But but obviously. Broncos. Can you, would you mind telling me why that is the game you want to see? Although it is Geno versus Seattle. I know, Greg, you've I mean, got Denver. to. You, at yeah, some point, you've got to check in with you know your internal. So team. you have Russell Wilson going to Seattle, and then to top it off, Geno Smith will be the quarterback going against Russell Wilson. Okay, you're right. That's a great. Right, I take that's it a back. great game. I, I think it's it Monday Night Football. It's probably it moving on in this bracket. You're right. The reason I wouldn't just is just football wise. I. Saints and Falcons are two of the teams why I love week one so much. Because I just like, to me, they're total, uh, to use like something, Mark, like a beautiful mystery. I actually, I, I want to see what this Falcons team looks like. I want to see what this Jameis Winston Saints team looks like with all these new weapons. Like, and this will be the first time for both of them. And it's a great rivalry. The, the t- you know, so it's, I think they got jobbed by the committee, but I, I changed my <laughs> I, no, I Sorry, I, Mark. I, I'm no, high I, on the Saints as well. I, I just, the Falcons are like you guys are saying about, um, the Browns, they just, to me, lack sizzle, so it makes it to me... So they're seeming so much more watchable. They might, but here's the one thing. I, I think that Arthur Smith, it, we're going to learn, they won seven games a year ago with nothing, with a nothing roster. I, I think he's a better coach and way more creative than he's getting credit for. I look at what he did with Cordero Patterson, and even in their first preseason game, the way that they used Marcus Mariota and then Desmond Ritter, and I could see both of them in game in the game in various ways, as ground quarterbacks, like I just find, I think they're going to be a weird watch, and so I'm intrigued to watch them, but I'm not going to vote for them over this Monday night clash. It's All just right. like it's like the old cliche, it's like, hey, they could play in a parking lot, and these teams would go at it. They could play. In the a committee meant no disrespect, Greg. They're, they're just, just for the tweets know. from Falcons and Saints fans, this is a great. All right, message. on the other side of the bracket, we have the three seed, Tampa at Dallas. Interesting. So, um, Tom Brady. Uh, going to uh, North Texas to face the Cowboys. Always we we box think office. Tom Brady. We hope. Most likely Tom Brady. And then uh, against the 14 seed Colts at Texans. So, listen, I will say I'm interested to watch the Colts with Matt Ryan, just like everyone else, to see if the offense takes that step and it can be just better and more functional and professional than it was certainly down the stretch with Carson Wentz. I'm not buying into the some of the Texans heat that's popped up a little bit around these parts yet. Maybe they will be fun we got to Texans watch and over better. corner over here. Yeah, no, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not dumping on the Texans. I'm just saying, okay, let's see it before I'm actually in. Uh, but I have to bucks against bucks. Tom Brady at Dallas to me as a football fan, it, it scratches the itches that I like. That's, that's a big game. That's a big vibe. And I think it'll be fun just to watch Tom Brady every time he plays for however long, this last. The one thing I like about Colts Texans, and I, I do think the Texans are going to are be a tougher out than people expect. Um, Damian Pierce, the running back, looks awesome. Davis Mills is competent. Brandon Cooks, Nico Collins. They have they're not the offense from a year ago. If you're the Colts, you crumbled and had to reorganize the entire offense, starting with your quarterback, because you could not beat the Jags in Week 17 in a must-win game. If they come out of here 
and lose to the Texans, that you're back in another disaster. Mm. So there's a lot of pressure on the Colts. I, I think the Cowboys, who had, I think, 17 penalties in their first preseason game after leading the league in penalties a year ago and having a disastrous penalty situation in their playoff loss to the Niners that had Mike McCarthy already, already having to back off and answer questions about, <laughs> yes, we're disciplined, yes, we're disciplined. That feels like a tire fire in the making to me. But I just want to see the Bucks and what the what what they can be. So I'm obviously going to go Dallas, Tampa Bay. Yeah, we don't. I don't need to go too long. But technically, uh, this is the uh, fifth CBS morning game, and it's ranked five. They put them in order. So you're and right. so they, they and they have one more game than Fox. So technically, the lowest ranked broadcast team mm. by at least in the eyes of the broadcasters, mm-hmm. CBS. We'll be on this Colts Texans. And if you're if you're one of those broadcasters listening to <laughs> That's this, what they please, think about please excuse it. Greg's inability to build. No, a bridge I mean with I you. don't know who it's going to be. There's some great deep deep cuts, and sure. there's there's some not not as into. Uh, and I believe you said um, week 17, Mark, that game uh, with the Colts. Week 18. Week 18. I understand. So there's just, uh, yeah, 17 games. Yeah, we just now, want to get things yeah, right get, on this show. Yeah, you know what I meant. 17th game, hey, end Mark, of the season, a disaster. Case closed. Uh, <laughs> well, I cannot argue. <laughs> This is a Watergate-level disaster. We need to just right, title right. our podcast today, Case Closed. All right, here we go. Here's the 12-seed uh, Ravens um, at the New York Jets. A little Flacco versus Ravens, most likely, up against the number 5-seed Chiefs at Cardinals. I like putting the Chiefs on the road in Week 1. I like Kyler Murray uh, on his redemption tour after what's been, yes, a very well-paid offseason, but also one where the doubters have come out. See where the Cardinals are. No DeAndre Hopkins. See where the Chiefs are, um, obviously, with no Tyreek Hill. This is, even though I'm a Jets fan and I'll obviously be watching Jets-Ravens, this feels like an easy easy one to pick. Yeah, there's four quarterbacks between these two games. You know, Lamar Jackson, Patrick Mahomes, Kyler Murray, and Joe Flacco. It's like whichever game has the Joe Flacco, right. you're, you're gone. Well, uh, I mean, just because. How about we count Super Bowl rings and Super Bowl MVPs and red Corvettes on the field after the game? I'm talking about Corvette? what do I want to watch? Three, elite. the three best examples of like Flacco this generation of quarterbacks, and you know. Can like, I can I share my other? It's not great for the Jets because I, this is not the way they were supposed to develop, and it's not good news for Joe Douglas. But not only do I think that Joe Flacco is going to end up playing a lot this season. I think he's going to have a potentially good year. Well, all the camp reports are glowing. He's like and 14 he, for 17 like he day has, after day. Well, he, he was has better, better than Zach Wilson line. than last year, and there's a lot of reason to think he and even Mike White might, you know, there's a chance they're, they're, they're better I don't than know about Zach Mike Wilson. White. Mike White is. He had two games, and one of them was better than basically Zach Wilson's best that, game. That Mike White game never happened. I've decided the game against the Bengals. <laughs> go back and try to find it in the archives. It didn't. It didn't exist. I, I'm with you. Flacco might get off to a good start, and then uh, get it. Look out! No, because let's say he gets off to a good start when Wilson's healthy. He's the number two pick. He's gonna go back in. But if he Zach Wilson's it like he did in year one, and the Jets are, you know, here's put the problem. In the box. It's it's 2022 and we're talking about Joe Flacco for like the fourth time on this show. That that's the problem. Uh, I absolutely <laughs> am going Kyler Murray. Yeah. I, after everything that has happened this off season. Yeah. I that, can't think of almost well, I, anyone I'm with I want. No, yeah, I know you. Are. I know you are. But it's like <laughs> yeah. this is this isn't a totally all right, intriguing Randy, Randy's situation. Randy's writing it in. Randy's that's right, Randy's subtle in. way of saying move on, guys. All right, We've that's good. That's Chavez really steering the show properly. All right, finally, he's um, got places to be. The opposite bracket, we have the number eleven seed 49ers 
at the Chicago Bears uh, up against the number six seed Green Bay Packers at Minnesota Vikings. Uh, Mark, Vikings, Mark, you raised your hand almost in disgust. Uh, an issue with the selection committee on this one? No, 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 I, I don't. It's just that it's so clear to me. It's so clear to me. It's like I get it. I want to see the Vikings come out and say this is a different version under Kevin O'Connell of, of, Kirk, of Kirk Cousins and this team. Maybe you are. You have to win this game to prove that to me. Trey Lance, after what we just saw in that preseason game, I, I think Kyler Murray's the most interesting watch for me as a quarterback, just out of weirdness. But the most interesting debut around the league is Trey Lance and how it translates. Because if he is what we saw in that game, and it was only five attempts, so I don't want to overreact to it. There's more to go. It's a bad Bears team. It, it certainly looks like it. This Niners team suddenly looks completely different to me complexion-wise, and, and they become a team I'm fascinated with. Love both this game, both these games. Tough draw for both teams, you know. They, Tough they, draw. It came out, and they're just like they're disappointed. Like, but ooh. but week one to me is about new stuff, and to me, even the Bears, that's new. This this offense with Justin Fields, Trey Lance, that's new. We've seen a lot of Cousins versus Rodgers. It is a different coaching staff. The Packers defense is intriguing. Uh, I think this they might be catching the Packers. So I, I'm looking forward to the, both these games a lot. But to me, it's an easy. Uh, this pick is for a the big 49ers. upset. This is an 11 I'm, over a six. Oh, right okay. 49ers are the 11. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going Bears. 49ers. Yeah, I'm going. I'm going Packers. Vikings. I think it's going to be a much better game. That, uh, that's but, a good point. It could be. I mean, did the, did the committee possibly? I, I don't think they, there was. A you want a close here. game? I yeah. think. Uh, I think. I think there are certain. We needed an upset. I think there are certain teams that this side of the table lines on and you guys have a torrid love affair for the 49ers. So right. they were going to advance. This the side committee. of the table is the committee being one human. Now the bear, the, the bears. What does that mean? Your this, this, your side of the table. Oh. No, your your you said I, this side of the table, meaning you you. He's and just you mad are, because are, we've agreed. Side we've agreed too much, and then it's two nothing, and then his one doesn't help. Well, he's just a host. He wants the best there's, program. There's pop, a right? little. I'm not just a host. Um, there's a little. Um, <laughs> Group think going on with a check him a, out a, a few power teams. rankings where he's just like providing analysis. He's there, not host. There are a few, I, I there are the few teams that are, team. I have to say there are a few teams um, that are, it's on my radar a little bit that you guys are completely locked in step on, and I'm just going to be tracking this very closely in well, season. Things change. We yes. we jump off boards, but if that the if Niners. The Texans, the Saints. I mean, the Texans. I don't want to. The Texans are not one of my teams. I just love I mean, them over like four and a half. There, there couldn't be a critical thing said about any of those teams on this side of the table. The new no, kiss and cousins. No, it's pushing against the concept that the, ever, the people just calling the Texans like a, a ship. I just like four and a half. I'm a businessman. Right. I think they'll get seven, maybe six. All right. Seven. That's so genesis. anyway, listen. I like it. That's that's an underdog. Let's see if the 49ers can be beaten in this exercise. Yeah, you know, that's a good point, though, Dan. You want the best game possible, uh, and that's a good point to make. That I think, I think, that's I think you're right that Packers-Vikings might be the game of the week or something in terms of coming down to the end. So even though I'm sticking with my pick. I, I feel, feel like I've witnessed it 650 times. And there's, there's, I don't think Green Bay at Minnesota had any chance with Mark either because he despises both those teams. Um, so that was <laughs> Weirdly, that, that yeah. is a bad draw. Well, they for, me. They're dull I think me. it was a bad draw. It was yeah, a bad draw for, for the everyone. Packers and Vikings. Oh, we're on to the second round. All right, here we go. Round. Now let's get into it. We're if, down if you're watching on YouTube, you can see Randy. who Chavez Ravine. Maybe. Maybe it's oh, just the name Chavez Ravine. Um, we, we weren't ready for this. Chavez has a great head of hair, and the, and the lighting Excellent. isn't totally showing it All off. right, so if you could move out of the way, Randy, so the, the audience on YouTube. You could stand right in the middle, actually. You, which can, is kind you, of, you fit right in the middle. Stand in the middle, then yeah. point with two hands. No, move over a little bit. A little bit over. And, like, more, audio listeners who more. are like, no, hey, other you're, hand. you're forgetting about us. There we go. This is like one time <laughs> in 1,050 episodes. Right, here we you're go. fine. 
Uh, Rams Bills against Eagles Lions. I love it. So you have the number one seed against the number nine seed here. Let's throw the seeds on there, Randy, just to help me out as well. Um, what one, do you guys think one about this? One versus nine. I want to hear what what you think. I feel like we've been going first yeah, too often. I think um, I'm with you guys. I don't want it to because you guys are pretty locked in on the Lions as well, it seems, uh, in general. I'm intrigued by the Lions. I think they're further away potentially than people want to talk about because they're just such a fun story. But seeing them in Ford Field to open the season after this, this mm. all this optimism, that's fun. The Eagles, you know, again, I'm not as in love with the Eagles as a Greg Rosenthal is. I'm intrigued by them. It's a good matchup. But Rams-Bills is just, to me, that could be very well be the Super Bowl. So I don't want to overthink it. I'm with you. I, I, I think the Eagles-Lions uh, got as far as they need to go. If, they were, if this were a real mm. tournament, it's been a nice season. Um, but I'm going Rams Bills because it's like they're like they're, I try to like imagine who what is the motivation here? The game had a nice season. You're saying? Yeah, I mean I'm treating them like a team. Like it's it's essentially they're a seeded team. Good job, team. thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's like Peterson. Yeah, you know, no, not Doug Peterson. I mean Dan Campbell and, and Sirianni are both like they're cooking up ways for this to be. Intriguing. It's an event. Let's keep it close, guys. Um, I'm really proud of you, inanimate object matchup. I, I got to say that the matchup last year where the Eagles dog walked them and then the Lions defense is my concern on paper up front. They're good, uh, but they were bad. They struggled last year and this matchup was not good for them. Uh, and so I, I do worry that the Eagles could walk away with it. I'm with you, Rams Bills. All right, let's move on then to the opposite bracket. Uh, we have that AFC West showdown. AFC West is so fun. This year, as we know, you can make a case really for any of the teams in the division. And two of those teams, the Chargers and the Raiders, uh, face off in uh, week one. So the number two seed game up against now an AFC East showdown. Mm. Uh, Pats, Dolphins, Greggy, you are a Patriots fan. I know you're intrigued by these Dolphins like we all are. Do they have enough to take out the AFC West, the best division in the league? Yeah, they do. Oh, people didn't see coming and you know what I'm a little like Mark is trying to be here I like turn down the fan volume I skip watching Patriots live for about half the games this season because I like to spread around like what I'm watching live throughout the season you know disconnect not get as emotional but I just think pure football wise this Patriots team could be anything this Dolphins team could be anything the Dolphins are as intriguing as almost any team in the league to me and as as much as this is was a great matchup Chargers, Raiders. Those teams can be anything also. That's the whole hook of week one. <laughs> How can you say those teams can't be anything? Uh, that's fair. The, they're kind of like similar roster. I guess they don't have Bad a... Bad sign. Randy just looked at his watch. Yeah, that's <laughs> not looking good. Uh, Chargers are a team I'm familiar with. This matchup is a matchup I'm familiar with. I, I guess for some reason I'm just... I feel like the, the Dolphins are totally this fresh egg and the Patriots' craziness in the preseason where everyone's talking about how bad they look actually makes me more intrigued about them because I just want to see what, what Well, it makes like. me more intrigued about the Raiders because mm. the Raiders are thematically the reason that the Patriots are a mess because Josh McDaniels 
left New That's England, point, leaving Doc. them in a hot yeah. mess, mm. and goes to the Raiders. And the reports are that the offense is looking intriguing. You've got Devontae Adams with Derek Carr. Derek Carr always playing the card of, like, no one's paying attention to us. Like, even though 85% of sports writers think they'll, they'll probably make the postseason, I'm going Justin Herbert and the Chargers versus the Raiders. All right, so I get to break the tie on this one. I, I think uh, Chargers-Raiders is the game. That, and this is no shade to the AFC East matchup here because on when I start to watch the games on Monday for power rankings, if the Dolphins-Patriots is a good game, I'm looking forward to watching that game. But there's a lot of juice in the, uh, the Chargers, and they are a Super Bowl mm. potential contender. And what does Devontae Adams and that Raiders offense look like at home? The black hole is such a fun uh, vibe, even though the game's I don't know, though. Holes. This is supposed to be it's what so we fine. believe in. I have a hard time believing Dan Hansis, mm-hmm. Monday morning, September 12th, Yeah, has these two games. They both end. He already knows both of them were good. Let's say they both went down yep. to the end, that he's choosing Chargers, Raiders. I think the AFC East in him. He's, did, Dan's been did a the Raiders Patriots guy, win though. or lose the game? <laughs> Let's say they lost. Let's say they lost. I don't like the Dolphins either, though. Uh, okay, fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, no, I, I and Justin Herbert and my son Harrison loves Justin Herbert. I'm going with that game. Mm. So, uh, no. Okay, chalk so far. One and two seed into the semis. All right, let's move on to the four four fifteen matchup. No, four five matchup. Denver, Seattle again, and then you have Casey in Arizona. So again, you have. Uh, to, not to reiterate too much, but you have the Russell Wilson revenge game with Geno Smith prominently involved. And let's be honest, Mark, let's leave Greg out of this second. That's a detriment to the game that Geno Smith's involved. Uh, so you got to factor that in. Um, meanwhile, you have Kyler Murray against Patrick Mahomes uh, to highlight real quarterbacks. Uh, that's my pick. I think uh, Casey Arizona in a slight upset moves it's, on. It's mine too because I oh. I, I want to see what – Greg, the- he shut out. I want to see what the Chiefs' offense. You can speak looks on it, like. though, Greg. Maybe I feel like we've touched on Geno Smith like 48 episodes in a row. But uh, I, let's see what the Chiefs look like. And also, again, I'm just going to say what I said before about Kyler Murray. It's like it's, I, I can't wait to see what what happens to this. this is the Cardinals. This is the. This is oh, not talking stupid. about conspiracy. This is the anti-Geno cabal. Give me a break. Cabal. They had. I don't know. Remember if it was a WNBA game or a soccer game, but they had some. I think it was Sue Bird's last game in Seattle. A tribute video of Seattle greats all saying thank you, Sue. Bird, what a legend. Your last home game in Seattle. Everyone's watching it. On on comes Russell Wilson to say congratulations to Sue Bird. You know what happens? A stadium full of booze for Russell Wilson in Seattle for a tribute for Sue Bird. It's going to be nasty there. Classy. I mean, I mean, Russell Wilson going to Seattle and possibly there. You people say revenge game. This is a legit revenge game. Him and Pete Carroll ultimately didn't like each other, and they had were going to have a divorce. And I can just see this game being. I don't care. Uh, what you think about Geno Smith. Maybe it's not going to be stylistically beautiful. It's going to be close in the fourth quarter. That's what Pete Carroll Seahawks Gross. do. And to me, there's just going to be a lot at stake. I was going to take this to the end, to the championship. This was my number one <laughs> oh, pick. So it was going to be the game that like it survived a, a tight first round game, and then it goes all the way to the title, and, and, and yet, you guys Greg, robbed you've, it. You've, you've been ousted. You're out. Case closed. And by the way, Seattle Seahawks fans, come back to us. I'm just going to read some Seahawks quarterbacks before Russell Wilson was around. You remember Charlie Whitehurst, Seneca Wallace, Tavares Jackson, Rick Meyer, 
John Kitna, Matt Hasselbeck, Trent I Dilfer. Mean, Matt Hasselbeck did take him to a Super Bowl. Very well. Yeah, like there. one of Ring the worst of Super Bowls. Ring of Honor. I'm just saying. He was, he was well, a totally cooked Super Bowl. He, they love Matt Zorn. Hasselbeck. Well, you're right back in that world, Seattle. Old Warren Moon. Let me, <laughs> let me just say something here. If you really, you see Russell Wilson on the Jumbotron and you boo, and by the way, Russell Wilson is paying tribute one of the great sports heroes of the city's recent history. Shame on you. And may you be cursed with a million Geno Smiths from here on forward. But doesn't it? it And I'm not looking to pick a fight with Seattle fans, but you got to understand, like, (laughs) I would love to have Russell Wilson. You know how many teams would die to have 10 years of Russell Wilson and you boo him? Because he couldn't get away. He couldn't get along with the coach anymore, who, by the way, might be losing his fastball, throwing 86 miles per hour at this point. But management sided with the coach, throwing 86 with a flat slider. Greg, why are you celebrating that? I'm enjoying uh, his dad's mad dog like rant here. (laughs) Uh, Really more friends. That's a bad job by you, (laughs) Seattle fans. It was really more Francesa now that I think of it. But uh, it did end off beautifully. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. I love that the NFL put this week one. At first, I was like, why? But now I like because I think the emotions are as raw as they're going to be. And uh, just get it. Do it first. This thing's beautiful. That, yeah. I think I'm as ex- I think that's my number one pick. And not to not to mention, if you're a Geno Smith fan, you know, you make sure you get to see him before he gets benched. So you get week one. There you go. I was going to say there's no <laughs> downside here, but of course there's downside. He could play terribly. Uh, but there is. A glorious upside chance, which I'm hopeful for, which is that the Geno Smith Seahawks win this freaking game. All right. Well, guess what? They're out of this tournament. Let's move on to the final game to to for our final four: the Cowboys and the Bucks, the number three seed against almost impossibly the San Francisco 49ers and Chicago Bears, the 11th seed. Make the case, boys. Hmm. I don't even know. I kind of want you guys to make the case to me. I'm, I'm right. Well, you know down. my feelings. I tried to vote out the Chicago Bears game okay. already. All right. So, I, no, so Mark, I, we can I, actually. There's no rules. I'm actually this. With We can you. speak and hear. Uh, we can decide whether we want to, you know, join as a tandem and and give this some spice. Get an 11 seed to the semis or not. No, I'm going to go Dallas Tampa mm. Bay. <laughs> nice try, guys. <laughs> I love you also. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I have no problem with that. I can't wait. I the Bucks are one of those teams that are totally familiar. You know, I am. I'm kind of buying the Julio hype, by the way. Just, just well, that's it. your opinion. Uh, I'm kind of buying him like beating Xavier Howard in the joint practice and being like right. he's the one healthy. Dude, but you know his his feet and his lower half I has it. to go through. Um, he's probably going to be on the I don't practice during the season plan, but he's still got to make it through games. This is going to be a great game. The he's other one, stay the other one has to too imagine. much blowout potential. Uh, and don't forget, this was uh, a fantastic week one opener last year at uh, at Wesleyan Manor. We'll, we'll miss going to, to Wesleyan Manor. We watched that game with Lakeisha last year uh, to, to start the season. Mm-hmm. And Lakeisha is doing great um, in St. Louis. Let's uh, now move to the final four. Rams, Buffalo Bills, the one seed against Chiefs, Cardinals, the five seed. I gotta, I gotta go. I gotta go chalk. Gotta do it. And I know I don't want this to end in a deflating manner. The segment, but again, I don't want to overthink this. I think the the Chiefs Cardinals game is fun and potentially a shootout. Uh, but also DeAndre Hopkins isn't there. That kind of deflates the Cardinals balloon a little bit for me. Mm. Uh, so I will go with the one seed making it to the finals. I I didn't. 
uh, approach this exercise with, with like multiple crusades that must occur. I mean, I, I think the Chiefs and Cardinals got to where they deserve to go, and the the best game of the week is Rams Bills. Yeah, it's a it's a I'm with you. It's a it's strange exercise because ultimately, when I look at these games, I have more affection for some of the role players out there rather than the superstars. Like the superstar in this case is Rams Bills, and yet Jags Commanders. I think they're coming off the bench and hitting like three threes in four minutes, and you're like, "Ooh, Jags Commanders, how about that?" But they're not going to win the game for you. You need your superstars. I like that. That was a good take. <laughs> um, and moving to the other bracket, Chargers Raiders, all the way to the final finals. Proud of you, game. Uh, against Cowboys Bucks. So uh, the a- NFC East champion against the NFC South champion, but that was last year. Um, who do you have in this one, Greg? Now, do announcers uh, play a role yes. here? Yes, it's the experience of watching the game for sure. Okay. That's why I'm not factoring in that we're going to be at Rams Buffalo. In fact, I could ding it for that because I kind of like sitting and watching it with mm. with the announcing team there. Who's calling that Thursday night opener? It's, is that it's uh, going to be uh, Al Michaels and it, no, it's going to be oh, Sunday night crew. It's going to be the Sunday night crew. It's going to be Tariqo and Collinsworth. But the great thing about week one is you get them twice. You get them on Bucks uh, Cowboys Sunday night too. They're doing their own doubleheader. And Don't tell Collinsworth. He doesn't know yet. That's that's one reason. Hey, man, that guy loves ball. He'll do it every day of the week. That's one reason I'm going to go with them. It's also another reason you sh- I should have convinced you guys into the Geno Bowl because that's going to be Fox's – I mean uh, ESPN's Bucket debut. The fact that you debut. call it the Geno Bowl I, I am is exhausted. insane. But it's going to be it's Buc- Russell Wilson it's against Buc- the Seahawks. Buck and Aikman on Monday Night Football's debut, and you gave it. That's y- great. And you just gave uh, Chiefs. But it doesn't yeah. mean I won't watch it. I just. I, <laughs> okay. I, I'm going I've Cowboys. I'm going Cowboys. I'm literally Bucks. contractually obligated to watch the game. I'll be watching it, and I'll be enjoying it. But it ain't the Geno Bowl. Bucks, Cowboys. What a way to cap that first Sunday. Your vote doesn't matter. Mark. No, it doesn't. I mean, it's. it's I, I actually would have gone the other way, but that you know. All right, Two which to takes one. us to the finals. How about a little drum roll here? Rams-Bills against Cowboys-Bucks. Mm. One Can I just point three. one thing out if you're watching this on YouTube? This looks insane. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, Chavez Ravine did a really no, nice yeah, job with the bracket. I, visually here, it looks great, but it's just on that screen there. It's yeah, uh, it looks right. like madness. Right, it, it it does like Oswald. Maybe he didn't act alone. It was Chavez. Oh, we've come around. <laughs> he, he, <laughs> He's doing it. great. All right. Here uh, we go. It's time. Where are you going? It's tough. I know you don't want the one seed to I make it. I don't want the one seed to win, but I also understand that it is the best matchup in week one. And it's a, it's a to me, it's a shout out to the schedule makers who are smart enough to give us a banger in week one. I don't like, oh, I don't like when you have a huge division game. On the Thursday night opener. I'm with you. Because you need those games to marinate a little bit. But give me one of these, an intra-conference AFC favorite versus NFC favorite. See where they're at. See it, you know, really get the season off to a good start. It's the best game. It's my pick. What about you guys? Well, so here's the thing. Dallas-Tampa Bay, you mentioned it. We all got together and watched it a year ago in week one. It was amazing. It, I, it was, but I don't. I, we're not going to double down with the same matchup two years in a row when I already am not that intrigued by the Cowboys. I pulled for that mm. this matchup over and over because of Tampa Bay, but Rams Bills. It, it I I guess the exercise um, I wouldn't call it you know mute. It's like it is. We did what we did, but it is the best game, and I think it it, it had a, a tough journey to get here. Uh, but not really. It's just simply the best contest. 
It's my pick. It's one of those things. It's not about the destination. It's yeah. the journey. The journey was enjoyable. It's, it's yes. the journey. Uh, well, the Rams, you know, they're always they're always complaining they don't get enough pop from your power rankings. Like you were, st- you actually weirdly ranked them, you know, number four or something after they won the Super Bowl. You just like, <laughs> I'm, I'm just joking there. But at, at, at some, you know, you kept. I got some you, members of the Rams. You kept burying front them. Office unhappy about you kept a burying divisional. Them. Round power ranking. Right. So uh, here, we're giving them their shine. And I do think the the Bills' weird uh, training camp where I don't think Tredavious White's playing in this game. We'll have plenty of time to talk about this game. But I don't think he's playing in it. And their cornerbacks look a little shaky. And, you know, the Rams, as much as you um, tried to campaign against them, Mark, you know what they did last year in all four games? They delivered entertainment. All four of those playoff games. Well, uh, for the- Here's the thing. I just voted for them every time in a row. <laughs> That's fair. Well, it shows what a pro you are. I, but I'm not, the, the anti thing was probably closer to like the Jeff Fisher era of this whole business. Right. And, and, and the thing about that, that, that now, he's, a bit. now he's really uh, yeah, but that no, was, changing. But that's even last either, year, I was, was about, telling you was, in the playoff, you know, part of all this. It was about that, the like, stadium and that we were going to be next to them. And you had this image that like every day when we showed up to work, Stan Kroenke is punching our time card. Yeah, but you know what? You know what changed? <laughs> Matthew Stafford changed the feel of that yeah, team for me. It really did. And the way that they went and got him. And that, that, that was a... That was a different moment. So it's like I'd like to take this that narrative not, and throw it out the window. This is not Rams House. This is this is a podcast that uh, covers the teams that are the most interesting. And it just so happens that the team that plays the two teams that play across the street are very interesting teams right now. When they suck, oh, you'll see, they won't be talked about nearly as much. The only team, yeah, there are a few. We teams, will see. Yeah, we'll see. But. I, <laughs> I feel confident that the Rams sort of, and Chargers get talked about. That'll as be long when the Chargers, Chargers have like the Chargers or the Rams have like Geno Smith at age forty-two as their quarterback, and they'll be <laughs> I mean, talked about as much. I mean, the Chargers were not talked about that much relatively on this podcast a couple of years ago. And the crazy thing is, it's hard to imagine these teams really struggling, just because it it's, hasn't Jinx. happened under Sean McVay, and the other one is Justin Herbert. <sighs> All right, a lot of pop, by the way, Mark. People are like, you know. Justin Herbert, Michael Jordan. <laughs> Who I'm is fine it? with that? Who is he? Who is Justin Herbert? Who is the NBA comp for where Justin Herbert is right now? I saw somewhere, I believe on the subreddit, someone said Luka Don- Doncic. Which yeah, is, I that's thought, pretty good. That's a good one. That fits. That sounds about right. You got to win. We also, I think we've compared... Maybe nine NFL players to Michael Jordan on this podcast over the years. Right, but so you're I expecting just... him to be an all-time great. I do. Um, no, I know. Yeah, but you still haven't. You still have to do it. It's got to go through playoffs. a couple wars. We got to see. Yeah, what he That's looks like. That's why Doncic. What am I? What is, is happening one. if he becomes that, and then I tell you he's that? What are we doing there? Oh, he you're becomes saying, Michael Jordan, then I tell you he's so like you Michael Jordan. you believe he will be Michael yes. Jordan. Why, what's the point of me telling you, you that five years from now? Will win six Super Bowl championships. And be seen well, the as NFL the greatest is a little player bit, that's the, ever lived. The NFL is a little bit different than than the NBA, and especially the Michael the Jordan. NBA back if then. you say Michael Jordan, it means best player to ever play the sport, and six for six, never lost a what? championship. That's what Michael Jordan. Some people well, are a Tom little Brady fast is and a loose. Lot. Tom Brady would be Michael much closer to that then. Like By some Wes, people, you mean Mark. Wes hated Wes hated when people compared LeBron to MJ. And although I was a bigger fan of LeBron than Wes, I understood what he meant because people almost forget, and I'm glad that documentary came out last year, 
like what Jordan was, which was one of one, never will be another guy like that. Well, I would never – I'm with Wes on the, the LeBron versus Jordan argument is absurd to me. And I don't know why we always need to make other NBA players Michael Jordan, whether it was Kobe or anyone else – I mean, I watched, and I'm sure you did too. Uh, did the you measure entire, him up to the best? You just you just made Justin Herbert. Michael but Jordan. I'm saying in the same sport, like there is only one Michael Jordan. But a lot of people who are comparing player X to Michael Jordan in the NBA right now did not watch Michael Jordan. Even I Tom think, Brady, though. Tom Brady has lost more Super Bowls than any quarterback ever. Yeah, but I mean, like well, I just, I, t- t- football that, is completely different than basketball. I mean, you don't. You, it's like I. I that's. I, I, that's Tom that's Brady. Tom I Brady has. I mean, that because he made more championships. He didn't, you know, you know, lose as many in in the conference. Uh, no one will ever do what Tom Brady did. That's and that is, I think, Until why Justin people, Herbert why, does. Why people sometimes push back because <laughs> I'm not just by, you're, you're point, going just for title title count, and I hear no, what you're saying. No, but no, at this point, Herbert ever most championship right. or uh, perfect championship record in the. Equivalent I, of the NBA Finals. I think it, here's the thing: if Justin Herbert has the kind of body, like the it, with sports science in 2022, Ooh. that would allow him to play until he's 40 something, I think we're going to be in that world. I do. I, we'll I I don't think there's been a bigger like I couldn't be a bigger Justin Herbert fan and believer, and and that's the for the whole last two years. So I'm with you, but to be Michael Jordan, he would have to be stand apart not only from. Like he'd have to be considerably better than Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson, and then he'd have to be considerably better other, than Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre. Here's and all the other those thing that I, I threw it out there. All right, it wasn't like we were you know down at like Cook's Tavern talking about it, and then it gets it gets lost in the wash. It Where's gets that? it gets I don't know. It gets commented on. <laughs> it's like I, I I just said it. I do think he will be now one of the greatest thinking, quarterbacks though. of all time. Let's That's throw fair. out Jordan. You and you're talking about his build and sports science. You're talking Tom Brady. And Tom Brady, because Jordan wasn't known for his incredible longevity. Brady, of course, the stats, the Super Bowl. Randy just checked the his longevity. Watch again. This time it made sense. You're saying he's the next Tom Brady. When you say Justin Herbert is the next insert superstar all time, he'd be the person. He'd be the person I would pick. Okay. But that, but a lot of that, because it's not the NBA where you just get two or three of your friends and you win three titles. It's like you have to be in the right environment on the right team, and that is re- that's not entirely friends. Justin Herbert's control. All right. That is how Great little capper there. <laughs> um, thank you to everybody for listening. We'll be back on Thursday with another episode of Around the NFL. We appreciate your support. Until then, heed the call. This is the first time I've gotten excited about football since probably last December. <laughs> Really? <laughs> what about uh, the Patriots Chiefs? Uh, uh, maybe January AFC yeah, okay. Championship game. That was a great game. How January. about the Saints? Oh, he's keeping it real. No, you know you playoff. checked out at some point. How about, how about Super Bowl the- didn't really excite me, but the, but some of the playoff games. How did. about every game the Saints played? Basically, Saints Steelers. No, not the last was half of the one of the best. Was maybe the best game of the year. Uh, the Saints Eagles was a terrific game, and then Saints, the Rams. NFC Championship game was not the best game, but it was exciting. Both Come Saints Rams games were good. Yeah. Come on. Good stuff. So Football. Wes is we excited like again. I guess let's start with Wes then, that, that we he has a week one game. What, what's getting you started? Well, so many different ways I could go, but let me start with Rams at Panthers. I like these matchups that kind of make a statement at the beginning of the year. How good is this team? And I think the Panthers, I'm looking at them to be the, Pan- the Panthers that they were in the first half of last season when they looked like a legitimate playoff contender. 
and their defensive line is better now. Some of their skill position players are better. So can a guy like Curtis Samuel, uh, can he make a kind of leap like Christian McCaffrey did last year? So to me, that's a good litmus test going against the NFC representative from the Super Bowl, the Rams. I would not consider the Rams a heavy favorite in that game. I think it's a statement game. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower... 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day. And smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited time 2% cash back on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Puma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.